Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Good morning. We talked yesterday about the boxing exhibition Sunday night that played to decidedly mixed reviews, while viewers also had trouble accessing it as Showtime's pay-per-view service was down for some TV and streaming customers in the hours before the Floyd Mayweather-Logan Paul exhibition on Sunday night. The latest is in the Wall Street Journal, but Showtime said more customers signed up Sunday than on any other single day in the service's history. Meanwhile, a number of you offered your thoughts on the event after it being mentioned on yesterday's Buzzcast, and most echoed this one listener who had complimentary access, but told me, quote, if I were a consumer, I would be livid if I had paid any level of money for that broadcast. For what they delivered, they should have just streamed it live for free on YouTube, end quote. But I will say this, the Mayweather-Paul exhibition got a lot of buzz, and I wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see this concept continued in the future. Meanwhile, a terrible oversight on my part. I missed a birthday of one of my heroes growing up. The cool Swede, Bjorn Borg, turned 65 on Sunday. Unbelievable, happy belated birthday to Bjorn Borg. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, June 8th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. I want to start with some interesting news out of the college football world. As Connected College writer Pete Thamel reports this morning that the next three weeks will be a critical period in the future of the college football playoff format. There are a couple of meetings related to the CFP that are expected to decide whether the CFP will expand beyond its current four teams and offer a specific recommendation with a final decision, details, and a possible television contract determined sometime later this fall. Now, Thamel noted a surprise to me. His reporting shows an openness towards a 12-team playoff. As the 12-team model has emerged as the favorite outcome over the eight-team model that many thought would be the next iteration of the CFP. So going to 12 teams, certainly different than the expected eight teams. Insider stress, it's very, very early in the process, but again, a couple of meetings, the first one in mid-July with a four-member working group will be the starting point of what could be major change. As we all know, many, many variables at play here, but the four-team format will be a certainty for the next two seasons. CFP officials have said there will be no changes in the CFP for at least the next two years, but major changes could be on the horizon. Pete Thamel speculating it could be up to 12 teams. Let's shift to a major story that broke yesterday from the BBC. We've talked about private equity's interest in the sports business. Well, this emerged again with private equity firm CVC Capital Partners in detailed talks about a $600 million deal that would combine the ATP and WTA Tours commercial business. They would be put under one commercial entity. 
Now, that doesn't mean the tours would merge, but their commercial assets would be sold as a bundle. Negotiations are believed to be at an advanced stage, and the CVC is targeting approval from the ATP and WTA boards later this month. That would be a very fast-moving deal. Like I noted, the plans would see the two tours' commercial activities unified under the name one tennis and CVC Capital Partners would hold a minority interest in that stake. We've seen that in private equity in a number of international governing bodies. They see real value in the commercial interest in sports and they're taking minority stakes and believe that this is going to pay off in the long run. They also believe that combining the men's and women's tennis tours commercial assets will help accelerate tennis's return post COVID. They also believe this type of business setup will allow for enhanced player prize money, improve broadcast production capabilities, and enhance its digital platform of tennis around the world. So again, CVC Capital Partners looking to jumpstart interest and sophistication on the business side of men's and women's tennis. Needless to say, this would be a seismic shift in that sport, so keep your eye on that. Moving on, we spoke yesterday on the Buzzcast about the appeal and popularity and the talents of Simone Biles. Well, now news from the Wall Street Journal yesterday has her plan post-Olympics becoming more clear. Simone Biles will headline her own 35-city tour, It's called the Gold Over America Tour after the Tokyo Games. Now, she'll bring together other elite female gymnasts in the United States. She'll bring on her personal sponsor, Athleta. Remember, she joined Athleta after departing from Nike just last month. Athleta will be the tour's title sponsor and provide financial support and marketing. Now, interestingly, the Gold Over America Tour will not be associated with USA Gymnastics, and USA Gymnastics is reportedly not attempting to stage anything to rival the Simone Biles Tour. So, a very interesting move here. I do think that Simone Biles has broad appeal, and again, she will look to continue interest in gymnastics after the Tokyo Games with her own tour, so good for her. Sunday in Salt Lake City featured the city's Pride celebration, and for the first time, the Utah Jazz participated in Pride Day in Salt Lake City as a group of the team's employees walked in the parade. Now, this continues a very high-profile effort of new Utah Jazz owner Ryan Smith in supporting the LGBT community in Utah and just making the franchise more progressive. Ryan Smith is a very interesting new owner in the sports business. And the Jazz had not participated in the Pride Parade ever before, and they've never hosted an official Pride Night at their venue. So look for Ryan Smith to change that. He has brought a new approach to team ownership. He is only 42 years old, a very, very interesting young man. I suggest you read our SBJ cover story this week on Smith, who has big plans, not just for the Jazz brand or the Jazz's success on the court, but he really believes the Utah Jazz can help change the image of the state of Utah. Let's end with some news around college sports. First, we'll have more on this in the Buzzcast tomorrow. A U.S. Senate hearing is slated for Wednesday tomorrow to address several legislative proposals around name, image, and likeness. We have talked a lot about this on the Buzzcast, and time is really of the essence here. So these hearings tomorrow 
will be very interesting. NCAA President Mark Emmert is among those expected to testify, as well as Gonzaga men's basketball coach Mark Few and plenty of others. We'll have more on that on the Buzzcast tomorrow. And speaking of Gonzaga, their longtime athletic director, Mike Roth, will step down effective at the end of August. You know, we've talked a lot about the large number of athletic directors who have moved on, who have resigned, who have even cited burnout on the job. I'm not saying that Mike Roth is citing burnout, but he will step down after a 24-year tenure. We all know that the pressures on the athletic director today are more pronounced than ever before. I think it's one of the toughest jobs in the entire sports business. Meanwhile, Gonzaga Deputy Athletic Director Chris Stanford, who has been at the school since 1993, is considered a strong candidate to be Roth's successor. Mike Roth stepping down at Gonzaga after a very successful 24-year run. Meanwhile, yesterday we mentioned on the Buzzcast the new athletic director at Northwestern. Well, Derek Craig met the media at Northwestern yesterday. He called the job a destination job and one of the key reasons what convinced him to leave the NCAA where he had been at since last August to go to Northwestern was because of the appeal of the position. And he looks forward to a new tenure at Northwestern. So some changes on campus in the athletic director ranks. So that is your morning buzzcast. Today is Tuesday. It's June 8th. I'm Abe Matcor. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.